Blog Talk Radio. Self-improvement, the basis for community 
development. Tomorrow night at 7.30 p.m., go to NOI.org. Join us Sunday for our Sunday lecture, 10 a.m. Central, 11 a.m. Eastern, and come back for the time of what must be done on Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. So with that, you know, we are, we got a lot. We have a lot to discuss. Uh, We have a special guest tonight. And if you want to get a hint of what the topic is for tonight, go to finalcall.com or finalcalldigital.com. Get your final call description, finalcalldigital.com, or just go to finalcall.com and see what the headline is on the latest edition of the final call. We will be discussing that tonight. If, if I'm not telling you, that's because I want you to go get your subscription. But anyway, we want to, you know, just to announce for those that have been waiting, the national training is coming up in July, starting on July 11th. So we want to make sure that you are on the lookout for the national training. This is preparation for a time of trouble, and we want to make sure that we know how to handle ourselves spiritually, mentally, and physically in a time of trouble how to secure our family, our children, ourselves. So we want to learn about that. And it's not just the physical martial arts, but it's also how do we go from our homes and how do we secure our homes? How do we secure ourselves outside of our homes? We want to learn about our, from our experts and uh, experienced presenters from the national training coming up in July Go to thevskjujitsu.com, thevskjujitsu.com. That's T-H-E-V-S-K-J-I-U-J-I-T-S-U.com. You want to make sure that you're going to discover, to find out what is going on. Also, I just want to say a point of privilege before we continue with that, hey, you don't have to wait for Sister Ava's show. You don't have to wait for the mosque to open back up. Please, if you can, go ahead and testify the goodness of the teachings of the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad and the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. Get on social media. Spread the news. Get on YouTube. Just testify of what you can bear witness of the goodness of these life-giving teachings and the beauty and the truth of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. And before I go into another topic, I just want to also give a shout-out today. Um, Because on Tuesday I celebrate my 50th birthday, but I also celebrate my birthday with the husband of our sister who will be on shortly tonight, Dr. Ava, but our brother, Brother Darius Muhammad, we both share the same birthday, which is coming up on Tuesday, a day after Prince's birthday, and also my sister who's on tour, Sister Tamika Mallory, we also share birthdays together. Her book, State of Emergency, is out because that's what we're in. Uh, and tonight we're all co- also going to discuss our about our sister, uh, Naomi Okosa, um, and talk about her saying, I'm going to step away from the French opening and deal with my mental health. And there's a lot of support that has come out. Uh, we've seen that Nike has come out. Uh, it's another, I can't think of the app right now, but I come back as an app uh, that you can go to that they are saying this particular app, so they, they're going to donate for those that 
want to pull out of any uh, uh, tennis, uh, uh, what you call it, um, um, tournaments and give and pay the fine. If they want to pull out for mental health, they're going to pay their fine because we know our sister was fined $15,000 for not speaking to uh, uh, for the media. But the reality, she said, my mental health is more important than this grand slam, more important than this money. I want to go take care of myself. And I think they just haven't heard a black person speak up, and that wasn't a slave to what they want. But we are supporting our sister, and we'll be talking about that, not only what our sister did and the stance she took, but also just talking and having a conversation about mental health in general. But as I said right now, we are, you are tuned into Elevated Places with the show as Dr. Ava and our sister Dr. Ava will be on shortly. So please stay here and tune in because we have a powerful discussion. We have our brother Iliad Rashad coming on later in the show to talk about the latest edition of the Final Call newspaper. But right now we got to go get our legal advice, our legal information, and some updates on what's coming up from her department. We want to introduce and welcome to the show again on this Thursday, our sister, Sister Pamela Muhammad. Welcome to Dr. Ava's show. As-salamu alaykum. Wa alaykum salam. Uh, Brother Terrence, how are you t- doing tonight, sir? Oh, I am great, 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 fine by the grace of Allah. How are you? I am fine, and thank you so much for bringing me on tonight. Like you say, I want to say at the top of the show, I'd like to announce the upcoming show that will be presented by the Elevated Places Network, and our show will be called A Time for Justice. And we're going to have our show June 8th. That's going to be the premiere. It's going to be from 7 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time until 8.30 Central Standard Time, and that's this upcoming Tuesday. And our show, A Time for Justice, we're going to have attorneys discussing the legal issues, and the show is designed to empower and educate. And we're going to discuss this coming Tuesday topics such as the vaccine, employer mandates, and we're also going to talk uh, to one of our brothers along, you know, about separation. He wrote a book, and I wanted to, before I overjump myself, I wanted to announce we've got the blessing of having Sister Dr. Ava come on our first show. She's going to join us. So along with Sister Dr. Ava Muhammad, who is an attorney, as everyone knows, also we will have Brother Warren Muhammad and Brother Michael Muhammad, who are two attorneys that we are just going to have a wonderful roundtable discussion. So, again, that show, A Time for Justice, will be June 8th, premiering on Tuesday from 7 o'clock to 8.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. And, you know, Brother um, Terrence, I wanted to speak briefly about the Tulsa massacre that has been in the news. And I wanted to really talk from the standpoint of our sister Nisa Islam Muhammad, who wrote an article in The Final Cause, an excellent article. And one of the things she brought out about the massacre, and everyone knows 
that, you know, this is the 100-year anniversary and we know that the white mobs looted and, you know, obliterated the businesses in this Greenwood community of Tulsa, Oklahoma. And it was just a massacre that had been watched from the history books. And I think the coverage is interesting, but one of the things I see missing from the coverage is the fact that this, as Sister Ava has told us as well, this was a pattern and practice that was done to decimate wealth of many black uh, men, women, children around the country after slavery. And the part that I think that's very interesting is that we know that the 13th Amendment was enacted to um, actually end slavery. But one of the things that often isn't spoken about is that slavery uh, also, when you're when you are actually having us who have been in bondage for those years and we have worked for free, well, the enemy they didn't want us working for pay. They didn't want us going free. So there were laws that went along with the Thirteenth Amendment to protect the rights of the newly freed black man and woman and give us the ability to work. So these these mob attacks, actually there was a law that made it a crime that would have convicted people, white people, for even committing these type of atrocities that we saw in Tulsa. But this is the this is the part that I want us to know. In 1906, the Supreme Court actually made a law that reversed the ability to even apply and punish these white mobs who were massacring black men who were trying to work and trying to make a living for themselves. So, see, we have in 1906 the precedence was set by the Supreme Court of the United States of America that they would not punish anyone for this type of murder and this type of, um, you know, decimation and interference with our rights. So when we see by 1921, I believe it is, uh, was that the Tulsa, you know, massacre that occurred, well, I think we need to talk about the fact that it had been validated that it was the order for white mobs to kill and attack and we talk about even sister niece's article talks about how the, even the militia some form of government was involved in that attack and that was just the pattern and that has really lasted till today you know where we are still suffering economically because we were deprived of the ability to be free and to earn a living and to build communities so this is why we don't have the corporations where we don't we have all this poverty, you know, and that's the unconstitutionality of urban urban poverty that we still are living in. So I, I wanted to bring out that point and inshallah we'll be able to talk about these type of issues on the upcoming show, A Time for Justice on Tuesday, June eighth. That's our premiere and we'll be coming on at seven o'clock from 8.30, and yes, Sister Dr. Ava Muhammad has also agreed to join us for the first show. So it's going to be exciting, and uh, I pray that Allah blesses us to, um, you know, be able to serve even further. And we thank the Elevated Places Network uh, for allowing us this new platform. So thank you so much, Brother Terrence. Assalamu alaikum, sir.
Well, no, thank you. And I think, you know, before we go and bring on our guests, I, I really want to kind of go back to a couple of things. You know, one, you know, congratulations, and, and this is going to be a wonderful kickoff. We want everybody to join and make sure we announce this again later, uh, probably yeah, at the top of the hour or before we end because we don't want to miss not only hearing from our sister, Dr. Ava, but we don't want to miss this powerful show. Um, that's getting to start off because we want to make sure we flood the airways with good, solid information to combat all of the nonsense and the stuff that we're hearing um, that's out there. So one of the things I did want to you know, bring up as you talked about, and shout out to the Gap Band because people don't remember that the Gap Band and those, uh, Charlie Wilkes, they was from Tulsa. And, you know, the Gap Band oh. was named after some of the uh, the streets and, and uh, neighborhoods uh, or, or streets in the um, uh, Greenwood uh, neighborhood, you know, and then in okay. the song, you dropped a bomb on me, you know, so right. there's some stuff there. Uh, and then everybody that was there in Tulsa and just talk of $30 million, you know, to the survivors, I'm like, come on, y'all, please. They hmm. they destroyed right after slavery a place that had its own bank, library, airport, movie theaters, restaurants from fine dining to just a burger spot in uh, this beautiful city, um, almost like a college town and growing where people left. This was, the, as someone said before, Wakanda. Uh, this is that beautiful place. And showing you the majesty and the beauty of black people and the edu- education that we had and the ability to do the things that we needed to do without interference from anybody else and that a people were so enraged with hatred that they could not take it and had the nerve to get in airplanes and drop bombs on our city and then come in and kill 300 people and rape our women. So, you know, we got to remember that Tulsa was not only something that we're talking about now, but it was tried to be kept out of the history and not told and not known uh, so we're not commemorating. It's not an anniversary. It's the mark of a destruction of a black Wall Street. And as we talk about that, uh, uh, family, we attorney uh, family, we also learned that that wasn't the only place that got ravaged and tore up and had massacres. And there's so many historical accounts of massacres in black communities that was established. Uh, and we got to know that, and we got to remember that, and we got to keep that at the forefront. So as May 31st and June 1st have now passed, it doesn't mean that we pass over and forget that that has happened as we then come, as we commemorated May 13th, 1985, the bombing of the MOVE organization in Philadelphia. So we yes, are watching sir. these killings continue to go. Uh, just as we know the whole issue and uh, the things that happened last year around George Floyd and the continual killing of black people, Tulsa is not something new for us. This is the continuation of the slaughter of us as we got That's here right. to hells in North America. Yes, sir. You you are so right, Brother Terrence, because as we remember in our in the classic book, The Secret Relationship Between Blacks and Jews, they tell the story of, I think, uh, Kobe and um, there were two 
black people who were, you know, let go. They left the plantation after slavery, and they had virtually nothing. They had some sticks, and, you know, they had to live in virtual poverty and start from the beginning, you know, because this is the condition that we were in. So we got to remember that during the time period immediately following emancipation, private discrimination manifested itself in this collective behavior like what we're seeing in Tulsa. You know, the Reconstruction Era, era Congress, they, they really they lasted for a minute, but, you know, the 1877, they took the troops out of the South, and, you know, black people really lived under martial law, conditions of martial law. So although these black men and women were able to thrive, you know, when left alone, the type of uh, terroristic activity that we see, which we know as the Tulsa Massacre, you know, was done throughout the South. East St. Louis, you had the race riots where 100, I think, people were massacred in Tulsa. So, you know, in, in, the, in your state, I believe one of the, uh, which one is it, the North Carolina, you know, you had another massacre of the town. So, you know, it's just um, it's interesting as history is 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 being shown uh, to many people who maybe did not know this information. You know, but these these were legalized uh, terroristic acts, and that's something that um, you know this this is why separation. Because like you're saying, it's still continuing. You know, we we still have this shooting of our people. And, and as you brought up, Brother Terrence, and I don't, I don't know if Sister Dr. Ava is here yet, but so let me know. But, you know, as you were bringing up the treatment of our sister, um, I didn't know if you wanted to talk about her now, but the uh, Sister Osaka, uh, is that how you pronounce her name? Yes. Yes, sir. You know, this is a very violation of her rights. You shared that article with us earlier from USA Today where it, it, the headlines say the tennis authorities violated the law and human decency by forcing Osaka out of the French Open. Well, where they're saying, you know, this sister has a protected right to her health. You know, health, um, you know, uh, maladies or health issues, those are protected rights. Just like you have a right to be free from racial discrimination, you have a right to be free from discrimination based on your health issues, based on a disability. And this is what she's saying, that, you know, being under that type of, um, you know, in that situation, she she had some mental health issues that she was letting them know, and instead it looks like they retaliated against her. In this article, uh, they talk about how they, the consequence of her raising the issue of protecting herself, they actually released uh, contents of the letter and actually even doubled down and threatened to disqualify her, which the law gives you the right not only to not be discriminated against, it definitely gives you the right to not be punished for upholding your own rights, you know, to her mental health. So I look at this from a female's perspective. She's a black woman, and we know the, the, the mistreatment of black women and a violation of her federal rights, you know, I, and it's, it's just really um, something that is, is very, you know, horrible to see as, as you brought up that story. So I think it's really good because we see it with Simone Biles. You know, she did the, the – 
the routine that's never been seen before uh, in her gymnastic routine, and what does she get? She gets penalized for it. So, you know, th- these people are just, you know, disagreeable to, to live with in peace when it comes to respecting the rights of black people, and this is what we're seeing. You know, you, you just brought up um... – it's just wonderful that you just laid out because our sister Simone, she did something in gymnastics that just never has been done before. It's like literally something that's totally impossible to do, and this sister doesn't. It's like, no, no, you can't do that. No, we're going to penalize you for doing something that you know we can't do. We can't do what you do. You that That's impossible to do, and we can't even score it. We can't even give you – uh, beyond 10 on that because that's impossible. So we're going to penalize you for being so damn extraordinary black excellence. We ain't got a score to score black excellence. That's what they're really saying. And then they want to penalize, like you said, for us being so, so good. And then they want to penalize our sister saying, look, I need a break. Yeah, I'm number two seed. I'm that good, yeah. but I just want to step away. It's like, how are you going to step away? Because now it's not about your mental health. It's about you stepping away from us getting money because we need to generate money off the press because we already got contracts with them. We got a whole business and an empire based around you. You can't walk right. away. You can't leave. That's what they're really saying, and that's what they're really trying to let people know that, no, we had – all of our people under control, and you are getting too good right. and too important for your own britches that we don't want you to do what you feel that Jeez. you're free to do. That's so, right. You're right. But we're going and to the come. Mistake, Go ahead. Yeah, the mistake is that we are still looked at as being property and, and chattel, and how dare you, you know, feel like your rights as a human being are something that, we have the the what did they say the you know the need to respect so yes sir you're you're really that's a really great point you brought up uh, brother Terrence. Well, thank you, thank you, Attorney Pamela, and we are tuned in to Blog Talk Radio, uh, Elevated Places. Ask Doctor Ava, and this is Brother Terrence Muhammad, and yes, our sister. Inshallah, God willing, she will be on Doctor Ava Muhammad, who we know that you are always love to hear and come on Thursday night to sit here, our wonderful sister, Dr. Ava Muhammad. But as you heard, we're going to announce it again later. Attorney Pamela says she's going to be, you can hear again on Tuesday night. But remember, go to ministerava.com, go to ministerava.com to get all of her words and her books and guidance because she's getting it straight from the teachings of the most honorable Elijah Muhammad and our teacher, the honorable minister, Louis Farrakhan. But right now, hopefully while you was listening, you went to FinalCall.com or you went to FinalCallDigital.com and got your subscription, and you should know that the cover reads, The Battle in the Sky is Near. And the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan Centerfold says, The will, that mother plane, the power of the will to destroy. You know, I don't know if they're talking about George Clinton uh, you know, what I saw, I ain't know about George Clinton and the mother plane, mothership. I ain't know of little Bootsy, you know, I, not little Bootsy, but I ain't know of Bootsy Collins. I forgot, younger That's generation, right. little Bootsy, you know, Remember the rapper, but I'm talking about Bootsy Collins. I don't know if they're talking about that. So I, I, I didn't know, y'all. I didn't know. So I, I asked Dr. Ava, could we bring on somebody that may know what this final call <laughs> is talking about? 
I heard about yeah. a brother down in Memphis. He's part of this uh, research team for the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. He's a student minister in his right, good teacher, good lecturer, and, you know, good brother all around. But he has done some research. He has written some books and talk about these things that some call unidentified objects, but some other folks call them identified because we know what they are. And we're learning more from the government, from the military. It's coming more and more out to the public, which in some circles has already been known. And in some countries, they have whole departments that have discussions about this. But we got our very own right-in-house expert on this subject about the battle in the sky, which you can go check out in Message to the Black Man. But we want to welcome to the show tonight to get us started and get us deeper into this conversation, our brother, Brother Iliad Rashad. As-salamu alaykum. Wa alaykum salam and thank you so much for that wonderful, powerful introduction, Brother Karen. Thank you for and having I gotta me. Give a- no, I got to give a powerful introduction for a powerful brother with some powerful information. Because, you know, it's one thing, Brother Iliad, and I, I want you to kind of take us into this conversation, but it's one thing that, you know, when you, when you was a child, right, and you, you, your bully was messing with you, you said, well, I'm going to call my daddy. You better leave me alone because, you know, your daddy was strong and big. And if the person knew your daddy, you know, they would stop. So we, we, we got some backing. That, that's my point. We we got some backing, so it's nothing strange for us. It's just our backup that's just waiting in the cut. But sometimes it comes out the sky and lets us get a peek of what's backing our Messiah and our miss, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. So let's get into this discussion and what is this battle in the sky? What are we talking about, Brother Iliad? You can take it however you want, the spiritual, the physical. What is this great battle in the sky that's near? I think you did a great job of starting it off. And what you just shared really explains to some degree the whole dynamic of the UFO reality. That dynamic involves the fact that there is a power, there is an intelligence, there is uh, a supreme technological construction that is in the world and has presented itself. And it has presented itself and demonstrated itself primarily to the world powers and militaries to prove its superiority. And it just so happens that that power of these planes that they call UFOs and now they call unidentified aerial phenomena or UAPs, whatever you want to call it, that reality was first introduced to the world by the Nation of Islam in the early 1930s. And all of this, the entire UFO phenomenon, a phenomena that has captured the world over the last few decades. At the root of all of this involves the nation of Islam. It involves the fact that Elijah Muhammad claims to have met God in person. 
who came in the person of Master Father Muhammad. Now, be mindful that this is before any talk of UFOs, before any talk of flying saucers, before any governmental investigations, before any mass sightings. We're talking about before all of that in the early 1930s. Elijah Muhammad meets this man, Master Father Muhammad, whom everything the nation of Islam is based on is based on the the fact that we recognize Elijah Muhammad met the supreme being. And as proof of meeting and being taught by this supreme being, Master Father Muhammad physically pointed out and showed the Honorable Elijah Muhammad the reality of this huge circular plane made like a wheel that's half a mile by half a mile in the sky. This huge plane that we call the mother plane or the mother wheel, along with its accompanying 1,500 smaller wheel-shaped planes, Master Father Muhammad not only pointed it out and showed it to Elijah Muhammad, but he gave Elijah Muhammad all of the intricate details concerning these planes, who made them, which is not aliens, by the way, (laughs) where they were made, which happened to be on this earth, why they were made in fulfillment of the divine prophecies, all of which speak of God's coming and his being accompanied by his flying vessel. That's what all the scriptures teach. But none of the religious doctrines of the world, of the mainstream religion, none of them have actualized what these scriptural prophecies talk about, not until you get to the nation of Islam. So that's the core of this phenomena, and now we see it being played out in the news uh, where we finally see government admitting that they've been studying these planes and that these planes exist. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. That's kind of like where we are today, the fact that government and military has been pressured to finally, after years and decades and decades of lying to the public and withholding information from the public and decades of knowing these planes exist, and knowing that these planes are directly connected to the nation of Islam, the government is just now admitting that they've been studying it after 70 years of lying to the public. So this is kind of what brings us to this point today. Now it's in the news, and what the public still does not know that we want to make plain is that the root tire worldwide UFO cover-up, the big secret with all of it, has everything, and I repeat, everything to do with the nation of Islam. Mm. So, you know, you, you, you done laid out some stuff. You know, I, I, 
I'm trying to find out a direction to take it. Let me just let everybody know <laughs> you are tuning in to Blog Talk Radio, Elevated Places, Ask Dr. Ava. This is Brother Terrence, and we're waiting on our sister, Dr. Ava, but we're going to have a powerful discussion, the battle in the sky. And we're talking yeah. about this great plane, the mother plane, with our brother, brother Iliad Rashad. We're going to get into this discussion. We want you to stay tuned and really listen, because you laid out some stuff. You, you laid out that the most honorable Elijah Muhammad got this information from God himself, who came to us mm-hmm. in a person of Master Father Muhammad. And the honorable minister, Louis Farrakhan, is backed by this powerful will. And that's, 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 right. a, that's an extraordinary thing. Even when we think about Egypt and we think about the pyramids and we know that we as black people built it and they're trying to cover that up, the science and the technology that we knew millions of years ago that the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad told us about who we are. And now in the 30s, as you're telling me, that they knew about this in the 30s because, you know, they arrested the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad. They took, they arrested Master Father Muhammad and they took, all of this information that you said it is coming out, but let me let me back up because some people, brother Eli, I know. You, first, I need you to let them know what books you got out there so they can go get your books and study some more because they don't catch it all tonight. Mm-hmm. They need to know about right. how they can get your book. But let's let's step out of the nation because not everybody's <laughs> going to understand what we just said about God and the Christ and them. No, they're not going to understand that, right? So I'm 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 gonna right. put that over here. Give them where they can go do some research on your books, but kind of go into what is going on with the government and the military that's causing this these conversations to be coming out more and more in the public because they don't just let stuff out. So why are they doing right. this now? Right. And, again, I always say in my lectures, and we showcase this in the book, in my book, that we do not – we in the nation of Islam, we do not have to prove our case uh, being reliant solely on scriptures, which could be highly interpreted. You know, we do not have to, we do not have to base our argument on quote unquote religious grounds because everything the honorable Elijah Muhammad taught, and everything the Honorable Minister Farrakhan represents concerning these wheels can, is grounded in historical facts. It is grounded in empirical evidence. We don't, have, it, it is, we don't have to interpret whether or not Master Father Muhammad taught Elijah Muhammad and showed him the reality of this plane because he is on record for doing such and the nation of Islam is on record for being the only entity, the first and only entity to this day who even give definitive details concerning these circular planes that other people call UFOs. That's on record. It's on record because back in the 30s when authorities arrested many of the Muslims in Detroit, the U.S. authorities became acquainted with this very strange teachings of the nation of Islam, teachings concerning God as a man, teachings concerning black people being the original people and being the God of the universe, 
teachings concerning the reality of God's destructive vessel called the mother wheel or the mother plane. This was never heard of before, which is why the authorities and the academic scholars in the 30s mislabeled the Nation of Islam a voodoo cult. But it wasn't until a few years, almost 10 years later in 1942, when the military literally encountered the reality of what only the Nation of Islam had been talking about. And that is what led to the ultimate arrest of Elijah Muhammad, along with 80-plus other members of the Nation of Islam in 1942, just two months after the U.S. military encountered uh, this huge circular object over Los Angeles. And this led to a federal investigation. Be mindful now, this is an event with a so-called UFO that was encountered by the U.S. military in February of 1942 that warranted a federal investigation, an investigation that went from President Roosevelt on down, an investigation that ultimately led to the only group who even had any firsthand knowledge about the circular plane, and that was the Nation of Islam. So they arrested the Honorable Elijah Muhammad in May of 1942. They questioned him about the wheel. They admitted to him that they encountered this wheel. And as an attempt to silence him and the Nation of Islam, they locked up the Honorable Elijah Muhammad after confiscating uh, his materials concerning the wheel. And if you look at the FBI files to this day, particularly their files on the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, you will see that even in the declassified files, and we don't even know how much they did in the classified, but just in the declassified files that they will let us look at, they took the Honorable Elijah Muhammad's teaching concerning the wheel and the mother plane and the baby plane extremely seriously. Here you have the world superpower who arrested the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, and before and after his arrest, they have continuously played, paid close attention to the Nation of Islam, monitoring us, surveilling us, and even attempting to attack us with disinformation campaigns and other attacks. But in the FBI files, they paid close attention and took very seriously the Nation of Islam's relationship with these wheels or these planes that they call UFOs. This, again, is what the whole UFO secret is about. That's why the government has been keeping this above top secret. That's why your uh, military personnel and anybody that even talks about UFOs, even though everything I just mentioned is actual fact and is documented in government files and in historical records, the fact that the Nation of Islam is directly tied to, tied 
to the UFO phenomena, you never hear any government official, you never hear any media journalist, you never hear even our critics associate the nation with this reality that has taken the world by storm. So that right there should let any thinking person know that (laughs) they are deliberately trying to hide something. And even though they are just now admitting that these planes exist, there's still so, so, so much more that they are not talking about. And the fact is that man, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, is indeed the official representative of that power that they call UFOs. They know it, but they will never admit it to the public. And this is something that we can prove and Minister Farrakhan has proven. Man, you done just laid out, you know, you done dropped the bomb on us like the Gap Band. So you done dropped the bomb (laughs) on us. We done talked about Tulsa. You dropped the bomb. And now I, I... Look, you dropping bombs. Let me drop a bomb. Let me drop a bomb (laughs) that we on Blog Talk Radio elevated places with ads, with ads. The person that we want to ask is on the show, Dr. (laughs) Ava. I'm going to drop that bomb on you. Dr. Ava is on her show. Now, I don't know if that bomb is bigger than the bomb you just dropped, but I'm going to drop my (laughs) own bomb and let y'all know that Dr. Ava, that that's the bomb, bomb diggity, right? Dr. Ava is here. (laughs) Thank you, Brother Terrence and uh, our student minister, Ilya Rashad Muhammad. I apologize to you and the listeners. I had a a genuine emergency concerning some missing Mm -hmm. mail, very important package that came up missing, and I had to go and look into that. Uh, and I thank you, Brother Terrence and Sister Rona, our executive producer, our attorney, resident attorney, Sister Pamela Muhammad, for holding it down. And it's always exciting to have the author of the book, UFOs and the Nation of Islam, uh, stop by. Uh, I don't know because I did miss the earlier part of the conversation. Um, and I thought I picked up on you all talking about why now. Why uh, is the government admitting this? Uh, My husband and I had a discussion, and and he said something I thought was insightful. Uh, Brother Darius said, well, they don't have any choice now because there will be uh, a battle soon. And lo and behold, that's the the cover story. The battle in the sky is near. And, of course, the government at some point has to prepare the people um, for a light show such as they have never witnessed. (laughs) Wow. That's real. Uh, Given the intensifying of the plot against the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan and us, Um, And as uh, Brother Ilya Rashad just said, I think it's so critical uh, to to point out is there's been resistance to acknowledging that there is any connection at all 
between the nation of Islam and such an advanced power. Um, I, I saw a little bit of the uh, interview with uh, Luis Elizondo, the uh, military intelligence officer who was on 60 Minutes. And um, one of the things he said was that the United States military has no hope against this technology. Um, and, and I heard, you know, different, um, there was another news show when they were discussing it. I'm trying to remember if it was on MSNBC, one of these major media outlets, and it was a, a sister. Here's a black woman. She sounded so silly because she said, uh, why don't they just come out and admit this is either China or Russia? But our guest knows and we know that there's nothing any nation on this earth right now has. It, you, you can't even say we don't have anything comparable. Right. <laughs> the, the, right. The, 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 it's a gap, that, it's an abyss, you know, <laughs> in the power. And one of the things Elizondo said, he compared the U.S. military capability to the Flintstones or the Wright brothers. <laughs> um <laughs> in comparison to the baby planes. And he said, you know, the, the fastest uh, fighter jet that the United States has, and, of course, we know they, they pour all – that's why – that's another reason this economy fell apart. Um, all of the resources have been diverted from little things like food and housing and health care <laughs> – so that they could pour everything they had into their military. And you right. remember Minister Farrakhan raised that question, who are they trying to fight? Because you, you have more military power than the next 20 nations on the earth combined. Even though China and Russia can give you a run, uh, you, you, you the man. You know, so who, who are you trying to prepare for? But this Elizondo had said uh, the fastest fighter plane they have travels 2,100 miles per hour. Um, and he said the, these objects are traveling between 11 and 13,000 miles per hour. And when a, when a military jet, when a Blackbird uh, fighter jet makes a turn, traveling at the kind of speed it does, it, it would take up half the state of Ohio to have to turn, okay? Whereas, wow. as we know, the baby planes turn on a dime. Come on. You know, in a split second. And so everybody's like, oh, God, the U.S. got something that can fly from Canada to Mexico in an hour at 2,000 miles an hour. There's no comparison between 13,000 miles per hour and 2,000 miles per hour. And, and I saw today, um, I've, I've always believed the United States ran the Concorde out of business, uh, but now they have the supersonic jet. I don't know if you all mm -hmm. saw that this morning 
on the Today Show. I think United Airlines has it, and then this private company, uh, one of the partners of the Tesla guy, um, they have the supersonic passenger jet, and it's very similar but even more advanced than the uh, Concord was. And uh, they're saying, oh, we fly 60,000 feet up, and we can get from New York to London in three hours. So it's, it's interesting that they're announcing that yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. in the midst of all this. Yes, Ben. But I hope we'll get brother, Brother's uh, column, too. We have him here live, so I'm going to get back. we got to let him say something, but... Don't forget to read this week's final call. And uh, Brother Ilya Rashad is the guest columnist um, to discuss in depth. He has done some tremendous research on the the mother plane or the baby planes. Mm-hmm. And Dr. Ava, I personally cannot thank you enough because one of the inspirational figures outside, of course, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan and both Honorable Elijah Muhammad, one of those inspirational figures who uh, taught on this subject, you know, and represented this subject very well and defended this subject has always been yourself. So you have been and you remain one of those very inspirational figures and heroes in the nation of Islam who has uh, has kind of led the fight in defending this very critical aspect of the teachings of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. And I think now, perhaps more than ever, we see where it is necessary that if people are to truly know the truth about the UFO phenomena, and the world deserves to know, white, black, you name it, But if they are to know the truth, it is imperative that they know what and who the power is behind it. And as America is slowly being pressured to admit that these planes exist, at some point they will not be able to hide from the fact that they have deliberately – Um, um, misinformed the people about these claims and their connection to the nation of Islam. And one of the reasons for those who have been keeping up in the news that the government is being pressured is because for decades, since the 40s, since the arrest of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, these claims have been interfering with and in many cases destabilizing America's most advanced military sites. This has been ongoing since the 40s. Uh, they've They've shut down some of America's most advanced nuclear weapon sites. They have disarmed America's missile silos. They have rendered many of America's military bases inoperable. And these wheels have been doing this remotely. And these, <laughs> and you can find this in the testimonies and in the written affidavits of hundreds of former 
and retired military personnel who over the last decade or two have really come forth to explain and tell about these incidents where these disc-shaped objects have rendered their military uh, bases inoperable. I'm reminded of Colonel Bob Salas with what took place in 1967. I'm putting names out there so that perhaps some of the listeners, if they want to research and check out some of the uh, incidents with the meal, with the wheels and military bases, they can check it out. But I think it's Colonel Bob Salas uh, in 1967 at Malstrom uh, Air Force Base. And then in 1964 with Dr. Bob Jacobs, Lieutenant Dr. Bob Jacobs, and what was the Vandenberg Air Force Base, where a wheel literally disarmed a missile, a testing missile in midair. <laughs> I mean, this, this history is replete since the 40s, where the wheels have demonstrated their superior power over anything America or any other power has in this world, militarily, technologically, or otherwise. And these are documented cases that prove that the government and military have been studying the reality of these wheels and its connection to the Nation of Islam in secret. But now that many military pilots have been seeing these things almost daily and they've not been satisfied with the fact that when they report these sightings to their superior officers, their reports are met with, have been met with, you know, nothing, um, nothing that allows them, their report to be taken seriously, you know. So this is why recently military airmen have come forth and forced to bring this issue before the Senate. Forced, and they've leaked videos that the Navy and other military um, branches have had of these wheels on radar, on infrared cameras. So now that this information has been leaked and is out there, this is the only thing that is forcing and pressuring the government to finally even admit that they've been studying these planes and that they exist. So if they're just not doing that, man, how much more have they been lying about? That, that's right, and and you know at the at the the honorable minister Louis Farrakhan said, and and this is so important for all of us. Um, in his words, at the heart of the teachings of the honorable Elijah Muhammad is the mother plane. Mm-hmm. The heart of the people. And when the Honorable Elijah Muhammad departed and Warth Dean Muhammad began to dismantle the nation of Islam through dismantling the belief system, the first thing he went after was the mother plane. Wow saying uh, in some instances it was just uh, 
you know, uh, a concept, and then in some cases making mockery of it. But why is is the teaching of this plane and its existence at the heart of the teachings? It is because it confirms, as Brother uh, Ilya Rashad has been saying, the connection to a higher power. And the reality is without it, we would be lost. Mm. We would be lost. Now, we just got through commemorating the complete destruction of the Greenwood section of Tulsa, Oklahoma, 100 years ago. And as I traveled on the town hall project separation meetings, one of the perennial questions that would come up is if we separate and go into our own territory, won't they attack us? Mm -hmm. You have to be careful with with white people because on one hand there's always something in it for them okay that's the point on one hand you look as though you're demonstrating some level of consciousness because now after 100 years of keeping Tulsa under the ground now all of your major networks are covering it extensively and now, you know, the president goes there and so on and so forth. But you're also creating a sense of insecurity in black folks because you're arousing that deep-seated fear that was put into our mothers and fathers in slavery. See, this is what happens to you, nigga, if you try to go for self. But when you're aware of the presence and the backing of this type of power, then you have no concern. And and it explains the minister. That's the other reason, as you just said, Brother Ilya Rashad, they they don't want people to conclude, oh, that's why the minister's so bold. There you go. And he says it all the time. I'm back. I got backup. I'm back by not one but two. And they're mm-hmm. and they're above us. I mean he's he teaches quite frequently. I'm not just standing here. I'm not crazy. And and it explains it because as as he has said, the the black and oppressed indigenous people of the world what do we have to deal with America, to deal with Israel, which is America's <laughs> military base in Africa? That's right. So that this is an important knowledge that Minister Farrakhan, in his pure and sincere love of his teacher and of truth, brought back every part of this teaching when he stood up to rebuild. Had he not, 
none of us would be here right now. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. That is so key, Dr. Ava. That is super, super, super key. That's a that's a point that I try to make, and I think you just made it. It, it just sounds more intelligent when you say it, Doc. Oh no! <laughs> but it it it's imperative that Black people understand that there is a power in the world that is greater than the power of our oppressor. Come on, that is absolutely essential, and as you mentioned. Black folks in America and black and oppressed populations over the world do not have the armament and capabilities to battle against white Western powers, not militarily anyway, you know. And black people in America, we certainly don't have within our possession any type of power to, uh, to compete against the nuclear and military armament that our oppressors have. So unless there is a power greater than white folks, we could just give it up. We could just give it up. That's right. All of that. So (laughs) knowing that there is a power is essential, knowing that this power is real and in the world, and knowing that this power has proven its superiority over the militaries and governments of the world. And that's why, again, all of this leads back to the fact that that's why this subject is perhaps the most important subject that has been kept above top secret by America and some of its other allied forces. And the reason is because they cannot let the people know that God came. And as Dr. Ava mentioned, the minister referred to this aspect of the teachings concerning the will as being the heart of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad's teachings. Well, that makes all the sense in the world because the reality of this will and these claims, it gives evidential real-world proof that Master Father Muhammad, that God did come in person, and he did teach out Elijah Muhammad. It proved that Elijah Muhammad is exactly who he says he is, as it is confirmed in the Holy Quran and Surat of Jinn, that Allah would divulge his secrets to his chosen messenger. I don't think we can find a secret of God more uh, prominent than the fact that he revealed and showed his real-world military power to a black man from Georgia with a third or fourth-grade education. And, but the reality of this will further confirms that the, the Honorable Minister Farrakhan is backed by this supreme being, that there is a power in the real world. That is so crucial that I will understand that. And That's right. to avoid this truth, it's absolutely negligent. It's negligent on the part of government and media not to cover it. And in truth, it's negligent on the part of black leaders, especially religious leaders, whose scriptures all throughout the Bible and the Holy Quran, for that matter, 
God is always depicted and described as coming with his heavenly flying vessels. That's all throughout the scriptures, from Genesis to Revelation, from Al-Fatiha to Al-Nas. Even Allah in the Holy Quran is depicted being situated upon his throne of power, a throne that is described as being above the waters, <laughs> a throne and a positioning described mm-hmm. as having his angels circling around it. So for all of the scriptures of the main religion to depict God in such a manner, yet none of the mainstream religious doctrines actually believe in a real God, in a real vessel that fulfills that, that is absolutely backwards. And it shows that the nation <laughs> of Islam is the only one, you know, is distinct in actualizing what all these scriptures actually foretell. And to overlook that is absolutely negligent. And, you know, I wanted to jump into this conversation and warn Brother Elad, please do not forget to let people know where they can get your research and they can get your information. Uh, that's one. Oh, yeah. But two, one of the things that was stated that I want us to really think about is that the issue of white supremacy. White supremacy always is based off I am better. He bliss. I am better. There is no one greater. There is no one better. So I cannot let you know that there's a greater power than me. Then I would be like the Wizard of Oz. You pull the curtain and realize that I am not all that strong. And that's That's the threat of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan when he calls out them that are in power. He calls out the synagogue of Satan. And he lets us know who they are, and he's like, then he points to us. So he ain't just saying white people. No, he's calling you by your name, who you are and what you're doing, and that takes your power because the mystery of who Satan is is the power that he has. So America pretending that they got all the power and then another power is revealed to them, they got to keep that secret. And I bring that up for a purpose that in, I think, in 2012, 2013, I'm not sure, I was out one Friday night, and for whatever reason, I ran up on an international um, UFO conference in my city at the Coliseum that wow. I was able to go to. And I think I sent you the information a while back, Brother Eli, and I, I'm going to send you that whole document you and Dr. Ava, but we had a whole document of all this stuff. But one of the things, I think it was a brother from Chile that said this, and the reason why I brought the white supremacy. He said, we ain't got anything. We don't have anything. So we welcome. <laughs> he was like, he really said it, that he laughed. He basically was saying, we're not arrogant. We don't have a lot. So we welcome any advanced technology. We welcome anything that y'all got for advancement to the point that they got a whole department to study and research it. And That's so they're like, what, what, they're like, what are y'all waiting on to, un- to let folks know that this is real and that they are out there? And, like, it's not a secret with us and the people, our government and people, we all know it's real. We see it all the time. 
So it's not a secret for us, but what is it about the arrogance that America, even though people are saying it, they cannot let us know because it takes away from them knowing, as you said, Brother Eli, who these wheels and that mother plane is connected to, and then you mean to tell me if that power, which is greater than yours, is connected to that black man in Chicago, you Come mean on. he got the juice? He got the juice? <laughs> oh, oh, hell no. We can't say that. We can't say he got greater power than we do, that he wields that much power. Oh, no. I can't give that to him. Well, you, you know, know the, the uh, Honorable Elijah Muhammad, as you know, shared that um, he was, the minister tells us he was asked uh, by the government agents, uh, when is this plane that you keep talking about going to move into action? And he answered, when you make a move on us. And so... You know, I think, remember a few weeks ago I was talking about why it's so important that we take action in obedience and move towards separation Right. because we're the ones holding this clash, this final conflict up. Come on. Um, in that, in his mercy, Allah is doing everything he can to get us to get up out of here, okay? And that mercy is present in Minister Farrakhan. But what you're seeing with these exercises is as they step up, killing us, which they're doing with the police shootings, with the vaccines, with every type of uh, means of death, that they can impose upon us, then the military response from the plane increases in proportion to that. So when you say, well, wow, why are they suddenly, you know, doing flybys? And uh, as, as one newspaper report said, uh, these planes that kept hovering around this naval aircraft carrier, it called them menacing. They were menacing. Okay. <laughs> but here you are, you're the one that's menacing. You're the menace to the planet. Okay. But Come on. to what you all are saying, it, it's becoming increasingly impossible for Satan and Allah to hold back from their inevitable final conflict, you know. And so the sooner we form these clusters, these communities, Mm -hmm. it's going to push them over the edge to move. And Tulsa is is the microcosm of that. See, Tulsa proves that their contempt and envy and hatred of us is so profound that when we built a little heaven they couldn't take it they could not take it you know i hear some people say well there was there were race clashes there were race riots and and i I said this was not a riot this was a massacre thank you okay 
and and even the so-called riots of the of the nineteen early nineteen hundreds into all the way up into the World War Two up until the forties, and they never have completely stopped. But th- these are always initiated by aggression against us. That's right. And back in those days, the brothers didn't stand around taking cell phone videos. They fought with these people. That's right. They went down to the sheriff's office in Tulsa when they were holding that young brother. Armed and ready to fight. But it has left this this lingering sense of insecurity that we have. And as you all are pointing out very beautifully, we have got to, we can't, it's not just for white people to stop rejecting, it is for us to stop pretending this isn't here. See, a lot of us don't want this reality to happen. We're we're too punctified and we're too slave-minded. And and we want to find a way to stay in this system. And then play like we're black, and and it's just it's an impossibility. He said it on the back of the paper. You know, four hundred years of blood, sweat, and tears. We cannot get along with them in peace and equality after giving them four hundred years of our sweat and blood and receiving in return. Some of the worst treatment human beings have ever experienced. What they did to George Floyd, Derek Chauvin, who got the nerve to try to seek probation, he's looking for probation. When in in an Islamic society, we, we would be done with him. His head would be rolling down the street. That's right. That's right. That's just, that's just one swift move of a of a, a sharp-eyed, skilled swordsman. And we just gonna <laughs> separate that head from that body, okay? Mm-hmm. And you're out of here. We're not gonna feed you and give you a bed to sleep in for thirty years after you tortured a man to death, you know, and smirked over it. So th- this this is very critical and is not a coincidence, as you all are saying, that all of this is happening uh, now. So I'm I'm going to go to the phones because I know the callers are itching to get in this conversation. So let's go to Brother Daryl, who has a comment. Brother Daryl, assalamualaikum. Assalamualaikum, oh, salam, family. How are you doing, Sister Dr. Ava? Brother Terrence and I'm going to be pleased and protect and watch over our brother um, Ruben. Uh, I pray that Make everything sure. is fine for the daughter and those that are going through what we all are attempting to go through, uh, battling Make and sure. asking Allah for his blessings to protect us from this virus. But it's, it's a blessing that you are speaking and about. the, the vaccine. Wheel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a uh, yes, man. It's a blessing that you are speaking about the will because a lot of people don't realize. Not only the American people, the whole world should know. If we go back to when the Japanese pilot 
experienced seeing the mother plane. He said it flew above him uh, over 45 minutes. He said, I'm not crazy. I have been flying a jumbo jet for over 30-something years, so he's a professional of knowing what he's seeing. He said that that plane that he was flying, which is a uh, uh, one of their biggest cargo planes, and he said it looked like it could fit inside of the mother plane 150 times. So what is that telling us? And this hit the papers when he designed, uh, he drew a sketch of it like an acorn. They're witnessing to yeah. the teachings of Allah Elijah Muhammad. But we're yeah. so quick to forget because we don't believe what the minister is telling us. And if he wasn't true to what he said, he would be crazy to tell us something that he know the white man could take advantage of. So they know the minister for our kind of telling the truth. It's just that we have to wake up and, and, and understand what time it is, but that will is the will. And he's asking us, you know, like you said, we got to get out of harm's way. And if we don't move fast enough, we're going to get involved in getting <laughs> taken out of here as well because God is tired and angry and, and, and us moving too slow. So I am right. really happy that you're thinking about the will because it is real, even though on their money, if we look at the money, you can look where you can see Moses. You've seen this light from the sky. All of this is they telling you, but we are so slow to recognize. But we will know sooner than later if we don't hurry up and tighten up. I love you all. I leave the lines open for other people. May Allah continue to bless you. I salam alaikum. Wow. Well, let's come on, beloved. Good point. Yes, yes. Excellent points. Yes, thank you, Brother Dell. Okay, we've got Sister Darcelle. She has a comment. Let's get her line open. Assalamualaikum, oh, Sister Darcelle. Oh, have I ever missed you? I really missed you guys. You. I really, 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 really. Um, unfortunately, I just lost, um, my husband just lost his baby brother, the first of their sibling group, so we traveled from North Kakalaki to, um, the Chicagoland area in Gary, Indiana, and talking about a depressed area, um, it, it was, it was something else, but... Oh, but we were we had traveling mercies, and I'm glad all through all the rainstorms that is now in North Carolina that we made it through. I also want to address this whole thing of the plane and the baby planes, and I've been studying for this exam, which was supposed to be the date of my brother-in-law's home-going service about LEAD, which is Leadership in Energy and Environmental Design. And what's so important about this, about energy and atmosphere, how our communities are always targeted for environmental injustice. And I really would love to share this information at some later date for Muhammad University and make sure our children are aware of all the energy and the atmospherics and how we have to have sustainable food for our own and not all of this pre-processed stuff. So that's all I would like to say, and I just wanted to share with that and for those who would 
um, looking for travel mercies for our, my family. I really appreciate it. And I pass by your hometown in Ohio, and every time I see state, uh, information on while you travel, that's how you really do learn an area and get to, like I call my friends and say, I'm smelling, I'm in your airspace. So, Sister Ava, I so miss you, and I just would love to let everyone know that, and um, and all the other listeners that you always are in my prayers when I don't get on on Thursday. Sometimes I'm listening to you, but I don't have anything to comment on, and I just wanted to share that or, or my family lost. So, uh, so I love you so much, and all of you, so take care of each other. Peace be unto thank you. Thank you, beloved. Thank you. Oh, so thank you so much. Yes, ma'am. All right, we're going to continue on, and we've got Brother Mark has a question and a comment. Our dear Brother Mark, let's see. Assalamu Brother Mark. Well, well, salam, Sister Dr. Ava, um, Brother Terrence, what's up, Big Black? And Brother Ilya Fasha. Yes, sir, yes, sir. <laughs> You was out, soldier. But um, Ava and Iliad and, and Brother Terrence, when I think about the um, U.S. government, um, they're pressing the Senate to have a report out by this month, end of June, and I look at it as, as they, they, are, they are fearful, and they know what's about to go down, and they want to turn our people away from the God who's come to save us with his mother plane, and it is God in Christ, and most honorable Elijah Muhammad, those, those um, so-called UFOs, which we know are IFOs, <clears throat> they want to think of a way to turn our people to thinking that these, these things are, if not from Russia or China, are from outer space, and they are, they right. are enemies of the American people. Because they know that right. those planes are here to save us. And right. they, they, they're not caring about what the world thinks. They know exactly who we are as a people and who Master Father Muhammad came to save, which is us, you know. And those planes, as Ilya, Brother Ilya Rashad has, has so eloquently researched on, they are reality. And it's a reality. I'm like the minister says, he's backfired too. So if we submit to the will of, of, of the God, Master Father Muhammad, then we are backed by three. So that's where I'm feeling now. I, I feel so relaxed and comfortable, sister, not comfortable in a way where I know we, I have some backing, and black folk right. have some backing. And we're going to have to accept that reality because the God is letting this white man loose on our people. You know, uh-huh. we might wake up one day, four to 5,000 of our people are slain at one time because right now we're getting the signs that these people hate us. But since this ain't happening to me individually, I'm, I'm straight. That's over there. We might make a ruckus, and like Sister Ava stated, we, we're cowardly in essence, whereas you know, we don't want to lead these people. We're going to be forced. But those planes are going to do their thing, and when the Honorable Minister Willis Farrakhan makes his departure to go with the Christ and the God, that's when we're going to see hell on wheels, sister. Those planes flying everywhere and doing what they got to do, and hopefully by our submission we'll be on the right side. But Sister Ava, I want to mention to you some years ago when you were in Durham, North Carolina. Yes, sir. Sister Ava? Yeah, you were in yes, Durham, sir. North Carolina. And um we're just having a conversation, you're just talking 
to to a few believers. And um, you had mentioned, I hope I'm getting this right, you mentioned that Honorable Elijah Muhammad <clears throat> had wanted to know that if um, the planes didn't show up, basically, like what if the white man was winning and Masterrod Muhammad was like sort of brushing him off like, you know, not even, you know, that ain't going to happen. But he just said if it did happen, he said the brothers from Mars and Venus will come to the atmosphere of the Earth and blow the cracker off the Earth, off the planet system. Do you remember that conversation to a degree? Yes, sir, but he, he didn't say that the planes wouldn't come. He just yes, said if, yes, we got, if, if we got into it with them and we needed help. Yes, ma'am. Yes, that ma'am. The brothers uh, from Mars and Venus would, would would send their aircraft to give us backup. That that's so intriguing. And he said, and he said that, it, yes, but ma'am. he did, he didn't think we would need that. <laughs> yes, ma'am. But he said if if it came to that, I mean th- this is how much protection we have. Good God, man, a law one. Yes, man. There would be there would be aircraft that would come in, you know, to to the, because of course they wouldn't land on Earth or anything because they don't breathe this air just like we don't breathe their air, unless we have on the space equipment, the spacesuit or whatever. But certainly, this is you know the black god um, is the god of the universe. The planet Earth is his home. Come on, sister. Yes, ma'am. As we know from our lessons, the black man is the maker, owner, cream of the planet Earth, and he's God, God of, the of the universe. God of the universe. He, he willed all of this into existence. And Minister Farrakhan said to the council one time, he said, I don't know, speaking of the first God, the self-created God, he said, I don't know how long he lived. But he did not leave here until his mind was the law. Good God Almighty, a law. And, like and law. this is why we bow to him to this day, because all of the universal laws came out of his mind. Come on, beautiful, mm-hmm. beautiful. Thank you, Sister Ava. I love, I Thank love you, when we had conversations about Master yes, Bar Muhammad and the Supreme Being and these mother planes. And Brother Ilya Farshad, brother, thank you, thank you, thank you, brother. And just meeting you when you were a teenager, brother. A wild teenager wow. coming to the Islam, brother. Allah, I'm aging myself, but all praises due to Allah. Love you, family. Absolutely. May Allah well, we love you. Bless you. us all. Love yes, you. Ma'am. Thank you, brother. Salam alaikum. Wa alaikum salam. Brother's right on it. What a mighty God we serve. Oh. Possessor of power uh, over all things. That, that's that's who he that's is. He's got this. But uh, okay, we're gonna go to our brother. Oh yes, sir. No, no, no. I, I keep forgetting, brother Ilya. Uh, if you gonna hurry up and give out how people can get yourself. Oh, that's right. okay. No, no. You know what? No, no. You know what? Since you took so long, let me just say this. Since you took so long, there's a new ebook. You took too long. There's a new ebook that just dropped. There's a new ebook. Why? Why we was waiting for you to give out your information? Let me let y'all know that a new ebook just dropped. 
weapons of self-destruction. Can we talk about destruction? Weapons of self-destruction, a woman's guidebook against negative forces. So wow. we talk about a battle in the sky, look, sisters, weapons of self-destruction, a woman's guidebook against negative forces by who? Oh, yes, Dr. Ava. Once again, go to ministerava.com. We also got Life in the New Millennium, how he would think and eat, or how we will think and eat, or the signs of light, color of the mother plane. We talk about the yes. mother plane. What's going to say, Ava? Dr. Ava gets the signs of light, color, and the mother plane. Or, you don't want that? We're talking about those coming from other parts of the planet or the universe. The portion of moon and the legend of the lost continent of Atlantis. These are e-books. You can take it on your phone. Wow. Can a Muslim worry? Overcome burnout. I'm just saying all these books because, Ilya, I was waiting on you. But I'm just dropping <laughs> all these books that Dr. Ava got. So, you know, we already know about the real love, force, and power being, you know, I'm just saying she got stats upon stats upon stats, and then it's going out into the yeah. Internet world. So all over the world, they can just get it. They ain't got to worry about shipping. Just go on download that and get that ebook that yeah. new one just drop. Okay. My fault. Brother well, Eli, did you want to share? Oh, since you went out there and did that, it's a connected title too. Before we get to right, 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 so that Brother Ilya can run his uninterrupted. But the uh, weapons of self destruction is a, a book I wrote specifically for the 21st century female, because mm. the the other weapons that we have to uh, fight against, and we have the power to defeat are the internal negative forces that mm-hmm. will come against us because we know a nation can rise no higher than its woman. And, again, going back to Minister Farrakhan, you know, recently telling us that, as we know, the first, Allah's first act of creation after himself was to go within himself and bring forth a different being from himself, another God called woman. And he stored the secret of his self-creation in woman. And he said, today's black woman, every black woman has some of the essence of that first woman. Mm. And so we have to remove any impediments that prevent us from getting to her so that we can take our seat of power next to our man in the new world order because it's going to take both of us, the original man and the original woman. Just like he brought forth the woman from himself, she was with him when he willed the son into existence. And I always call it the, the first diamond, the first gift, <laughs> is the self-created God gave his woman the sun. Because, you know, diamonds are captured sunlight. And this wow. is what every woman wants when she's engaged or married. She wants that big diamond. But that's just a, a little piece of uh, what comes from the very sun itself. So yeah, go on ministerava.com and get your copy, your ebook, Weapons of Self-Destruction, a guidebook for women 
in the war against negative internal forces. And brothers, you can get it for your your wife, your mother, your sister, uh, any woman that you want to uh, offer something to from another woman's perspective. So with that, I'm going to ask Brother Ilya Rashad to let us know, because I know everybody's fired up for more knowledge on that great mother plane. That's right. And, and, and since we're talking about mother and the female, I'm letting you know that I'm going to be getting that for my wife, or getting your book. I'm going to be getting that tonight. Look, look, I mean, that was so heavy. And you notice how Dr. Ava, she'll drop some heavy stuff, and she'll just say it so effortlessly. She just right. caught on the diamond. Man, come on, look. I'm already on, sold come on. on that. <laughs> I'm getting that tonight. I'm getting that tonight. But um, as far as our book, uh, UFOs and the Nation of Islam, which has been a game changer as it Ooh, relates yeah. to ufology and UFO research and disclosure, you know, thanks to the Honorable Minister Farrakhan's guidance, uh, we have literally been able to change the game <laughs> of this thing to the point where so many of the scholars and journalists are kind of running away from us because we are literally demystifying the thing that they've deliberately kept a mystery for so long as it relates to the UFO phenomena. So our book is UFOs and the Nation of Islam, the Source, and reality of the wheels. And we have it available on our website, which is nationbrothers.com. And, of course, the transaction lead is done through Amazon. So definitely go to our website, nationbrothers.com, where we have UFOs and the Nation of Islam, as well as some of our other materials um, and research and books that we have available. And, uh, again, if I don't get a chance to say it before I leave, thank you so much for having me, Dr. Ava, Brother oh, Darren. We, we love having and you. And <laughs> the staff, Sister Rona in the background, and our sister Pamela, that powerful attorney. So, look, I feel like I'm in esteemed company whenever I have the opportunity to come and be with you all. And it's always based on just the worthiest of subject matters. That's what makes this such a blessing. So I, I greatly appreciate it. Uh, we appreciate you, beloved. Well, all right. We're going to keep you. moving on the calls. And we had, where is, there he is, Brother Lewis Ali. I had him up, and I turned his mic back off, but it's back on now. Brother Lewis <laughs> Ali, the separator. <laughs> Assalamu alaikum. Uh-oh. Wa alaikum salam. Oh, there you go. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm really enjoying the show, Dr. Ava. I didn't, I didn't <laughs> cue my mic up, but uh, I'm really enjoying the show. And oh, I'm hoping that we can hit <laughs> Black Wall Street and build a and get up out of this thing so that the show down. Yeah, we have to Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. So I'm just listening, Dr. Avery. Oh, yes, sir. All right. I saw the, 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 the hand up. <laughs> but I'll let you okay. continue to listen. And we look, we look forward right. 
to uh, more on Black Wall Street. I know there was an e- event you just had uh, about a week ago, and but the big the big uh, event is in September, and so we're going to be pushing that very hard. So thank you so much. Uh, I want to call you and tell you all about it. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Thank you, Brother Lewis. So we is this Brother Raymond? Brother Raymond, Assalamualaikum. Waalaikumsalam. Yes, sir. How are you? I'm fine. I'll praise you due to Allah. Good. You have a comment? Uh, Yes, ma'am. I just want to bear witness to, uh, you know, what the Honorable Elijah Muhammad gave to us about uh, the UFOs. And I just want to say, when he, when he gave it to us how the enemy tried to get the information. They didn't, they didn't put it out there, but the most honorable Elijah Muhammad gave us that supreme wisdom of the UFOs. And he gave us the uh, ability to have that calling card. Uh, And just in that, it gave us the knowledge to know that what's in that supreme wisdom, what that power was more greater than the power that's in this world. They wanted us to fear the UFOs through social media, you know, and movies by showing the UFOs attacking us. They wanted to create some type of fear, but I, I thank God through the most honorable Elijah Muhammad for giving us that supreme wisdom of the reality of the mother plane. As-salamu alaykum. Wa alaykum salam. Wa alaykum salam. Yeah, that's serious insight. That's right. And I don't think it can be said enough um, that, as you all have been saying tonight, and Brother Raymond just repeated is this deception you know something you know the Honorable Muhammad said you can't fathom the depths of Satan and it's something how he came up with a fictional narrative to explain the will and the planes because he he knew people were seeing this and are continuing to see it that's right and you know, since you can't do anything about them, then all you can do is deceive the people. Yeah. And Brother is so right because with these films and, you know, I remember I found it interesting because I think uh, Independence Day with Will Smith, it came out a year or two after the Million Man March, you know, yeah. and it's just something they show Will Smith as a, black Air Force pilot and then this Jewish man that was played by Jeff uh, Jeff Gold something. Goldblum, uh, I think. Yeah, Goldblum. Uh, yeah. He played, he was the, 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 the intelligence, okay? Yeah. <laughs> he played the person who was able to outthink uh, what was... Absolutely a replica of the mother plane <laughs> and the baby yeah. planes, but they changed the the idea that. And, and my husband just goes crazy when they have those films because, you know, he's, he 
he's like, you know, they have these lizard-like creatures, and they they don't fit with the the aircraft. They don't. Right. It doesn't go together. <laughs> Come on. You know, these reptilian creatures, and yet they build aircraft that we can fly, because Will Smith just jumped in one of them and started flying. Exactly. But it's just the idea of, of, you know, if one of the planes comes into the hood, black people running. But that's what I love about the film Black Panther, because it reversed that. Hmm. Because now right. you see a, a, a small plane come in and land on the playground. Oh, that's the Black Panther. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that's, exactly. They Wakanda. Wakanda is where all the baby planes are flying around. So, yeah, yeah, yeah I, I, I love that, that constant um, reference to that so that we can remember to fight the urge to fictionalize what is right. real. Mm-hmm. And in the book, I call it preemptive propaganda. That's a mm. term that I use to describe how the enemy has already propagandized the narrative of these wheels before the people even get a chance to see it for themselves. So that when they do see them, their mind will automatically go to some fictitious aliens or monsters that they've been shown by Hollywood. So that whole preemptive propaganda piece is real. Wow. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. As-salamu alaykum. Wa alaykum as-salam, Sister Pamela. Yes, ma'am. I wanted to ask Brother Iliad. um, So, uh, Brother Iliad, in your studies of this, you know, and and your knowledge of this, how does the Bible's, um, you know, mentioning of Ezekiel's will and the fact that it's such a part of most Christian teaching how does it fail to, um, you know, make our people more aware that this is this is real? It's in the Bible. We we sung about this. We taught this. <laughs> where where does that yeah. fit in? Excellent question. And the more we examine the teachings of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and look yes, at sir. reality, the more it becomes clear that religious people, whether in the Christian faith and Islamic or Judaic tradition, there's a huge contrast in what the scriptures actually say and what the people actually believe in their doctrine. As I mentioned earlier, all these scriptures depict God traveling and operating from his heavenly vessels, whether it's referred to as the wheel in Ezekiel whether it's the New Jerusalem and Galatians and Revelation, whether it's his throne mentioned all throughout the Old Testament and in the Holy Quran, whether it's the flying chariots of fire as described in the Book of Kings, that description of God is replete in the scriptures. But there is a huge contrast between what these scriptural prophecies present and what the people actually believe, which shows that Satan has deceived the whole world. 
Now, when it comes to the Judaic tradition, especially among the rabbis, they have for centuries viewed Ezekiel's vision, Ezekiel's vision concerning the wheels and whatnot. That is a study that is of utmost exclusivity. And what I mean by that is that it's a subject matter where Jews in their in the Hebrew prophecy they've always anticipated the arrival of a human anthropomorphic God, God in human form, who will be accompanied with his wheel shaped chariot, flying vessel, as mm. described in Ezekiel. There has always been these this anticipation, this what is often called prolepsis, this huge prophetic anticipation of God with his flying chariot as the marker of the Messianic age. See, this is what the Jews have always known, the, the rabbis. So this is why that study has been of utmost importance and of utmost exclusivity where not even just any rabbi is allowed to study it. It's just that exclusive. And one of the reasons it's so exclusive, especially in a day and time like this, is because every prophecy that they've been anticipating has been actualized and fulfilled by that man, Elijah Muhammad, and the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. They know, as the Holy Quran says, they know and they would recognize this messenger Messiah figure just as they recognize their own son because they have been given the book. <laughs> They've been given the prophecy, so they know the descriptors more than anybody. But even though they would recognize him, they would be the primary ones who would oppose him and disbelieve nonetheless. So there are mixed <laughs> reactions in the Judaic world and in the Christian world and in the Islamic world, but all those reactions to these scriptural prophecies show and prove that the nation of Islam is most distinct and is proving that God has intervened and fulfilled just what he said he would, and he's made his presence known and proven it with the reality of these words. Thank you. Mm, Beautiful. Beautiful question, beautiful answer. Sorry, I took so long. And that just deepens our faith. No, thank <laughs> you. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we're going to go to uh, Brother Ivan. And Brother Ivan has a comment. Assalamu alaikum, Brother Ivan. Wa alaikum salam. How y'all doing? Oh, we're doing pretty Thanks good. Well, how are you life. doing? Oh, I'm doing great. I was actually uh, want to talk about the... Uh, you know, I was there uh, during the celebration or the commemoration, rather, of the 100 years of, of the massacre that took place here in Tulsa. And I'm yes. going to tell you, man, white folks have lied so much. I, mm. I met black people from all over the country, and some it, it, it was people here as far as from Israel that came to this uh, commemoration. But the lies that white folks have told 
And, you know, this governor just passed uh, or just signed a law into existence here about a month ago, uh, Bill 1175, where they're not even allowed to teach about certain black history in the schools here in Tulsa, Oklahoma, or in the state of Oklahoma anymore. Right. And, 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 and that was part of the history. But the lies, the people, when I was talking to some of the people from different parts of the country, and some of the misinformation they were given about what took place, it, it doesn't blow my mind. It just goes to show you that we have to really be the ones to be in charge of our own education and educating our people instead of depending on this devil to tell us about our own selves. Like, like millions of dollars that was allotted for the rebuilding of Greenwood has come up missing. But it, it's been missing for years now. And it's just so much, you know, and then there's areas where, and I knew it, but there's a lot of areas that they didn't even show or didn't even have it marked off until this 100-year uh, mark, like, uh, like like a couple of miles down the road, there's a couple of mass graves that were further than the Greenwood area that they don't even talk about in the history of it. And then, and, and then a lot of people don't know that that brother – Left and went to Kansas City with that devil and married her after all that happened. Did you all know that? No, I didn't. They actually got married, beloved, after all of that. And so when when all that stuff happened, she was was, was an elevator operator, and he was a shoeshine man. But he actually stumbled into her, and she lied and said he did some things. And by the time she tried to recant her story, it had already took flight, and it was just too late. But they actually ran off and got married, and, a lot, and that's the part of the history that they left out of that story for many years. But that brother married that damn devil that this all happened about. After all the brothers went down there mm-hmm. and held the police at gunpoint and got him out of jail, he married that devil in that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a lot of history about Greenwood that we don't know that's been hidden, and the history is still being revealed as time goes. Yes, ma'am. So I just wanted to share that. But, yeah, it was, it was a beautiful experience, but it's just sad that even that history like that, there's so much history that's hidden about that incident that has been kept quiet for all these years. And then I had the pleasure of meeting mm-hmm. three of the survivors. There was only three survivors left, a brother and a sister, and the other gentlemen, and they were there. Ah. Yes. So I just wanted to share that. Yeah, that, wow. that's unimaginable. Yes, ma'am. This is unimaginable to me. I, I just, I, I, I thought, just had I such thought most people knew that. Hmm? I, I thought a lot of people, I thought, I thought most people knew that he married that woman. I had no idea until you said it at this moment. Yes, ma'am. I mean, I don't know if about anybody else on the line, but I'd never heard that. I didn't know it. They went to Kansas City. Wow. If I can find the article, Sister Abel, I know I'm Facebook friends with you. I'll try to find the link, and I'll send you that information so you can see some stuff. Yes, sir. I sure will. And, and, and of course, you know, as, as Sister Nisa uh who wrote the article 
in the final call. And I know they're going to do some more coverage next week because uh, the national correspondent was down there for that for the actual event. But um, you know what she wrote about uh, that the other thing that that we can't, the the loss is immeasurable. That that's the point. Uh, right. And this is why I resent, I just resent white people even saying anything about us. They, they just need to, don't even talk about it, okay? You right. haven't talked about it for 100 years. And so now you want to compartmentalize, like you say, Sister Attorney, the way they assess a police murder. Was he reasonable? Was he in reasonable right. fear? Yeah, we're looking at a dead person here who left a, a child and a wife and That's right. mother and you know and so you know what sister Nisa wrote here to me is so important that the opportunity for black multi-generational wealth for black families was decimated mm-hmm. because that and the New York Times did a extensive story on it on Sunday, the Sunday issue, and I have the New York Times magazine with the picture of of the of the beautiful sister who's one of the last survivors. They have her picture on the cover, and I just detest the way they so-called acknowledge us, but it's like they're making mockery. But I mm-hmm. think even though it was set off by this young brother and this white girl, it, it was it was inevitable. It was going to happen. Yeah, it's something they wanted to do anyway. Yeah, the hatred and the contempt was so great. And then a lot of our people don't realize, because we always think of the Ku Klux Klan as the South. And one of the major uh, regional offices in the country for the Ku Klux Klan was in Tulsa or near Tulsa. Yep. Right. You know, but the envy and jealousy of this black wealth and I remember reading one of the uh, descendants of a survivor. He's dead now, but he was 18 when it happened. And he told his family, his descendants, uh, he said, you never had to leave that neighborhood for anything. Everything you could possibly want was right there in the My grandfather was a survivor. Oh, I'm, 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 I'm the grandson of a survivor, and he, wow. he talked about he, he was he was 22. He was born in 1899. He was 22 when it happened, and he mm. was a, my grandfather was a, was a hustler, and he talked about mm. when he walked. He was a when the shooting started. He was in a in a uh, there's a church on Greenwood called First Baptist, which is one of the few uh, buildings that are still standing from that massacre. He said, but when he walked outside of that gambling shack, he remember looking up in the air and the sky was on fire. My uh, God. We're going to have to talk yeah. about listen, this again next week. I, think yes, wrapping it up I was going to say, yeah, if we can hold that point right there, Brother Ivan, I need you to call back early next week. Because to get that kind of up-close uh, recall of, of what happened through your grandfather, we have to have that but at this time, we have run out of time. And so, um, 
Yeah, <laughs> but I definitely want to thank our, our uh, thank you, Brother Ivan, and I want to thank Definitely. our special guest and friend of the program and our member of the family, uh, Brother Student Minister Ilya Rashad Muhammad, who's an expert on the mm-hmm. mother will. And I also want to thank my co-host, Brother Terrence Muhammad, our legal contributor, Sister Attorney Pamela Muhammad, our executive producer, Sister Rona Muhammad, and each and every one of you who call in and listen in every week to Elevated Places. Uh, don't forget to visit me on ministerava.com. The new ebook is ready for you, Weapons of Self-Destruction, a guidebook for women in the negative internal forces that we have to purge ourselves of. And as I said, brothers, get a copy uh, for the sister that you love and if you want to read it, you can take a peek, but it's definitely, you, you'll be happy that this is uh, what the sisters are getting. So I wish you all love and peace. Assalamu alaikum. Wow. 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 Wow.